Hey, yo, hey, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Black, here to help you navigate thoughts, feelings, and actions to help you live and feel like a badass. Every week, I'm tackling barriers and limiting thoughts that keep us from showing up each day as our most complete and authentic selves. Fear, people-pleasing, guilt around prioritizing self-care, giving too many shits about what other people think, and so much more. So if you're ready to empower your inner badass, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, and welcome back to a new episode of Badass is the New Skinny, or welcome if you are new. I'm your host, Sabrina Black, and the first couple of episodes that I did were really personal. (laughs) I shared all kinds of fun stuff with you guys, but I really want this to be something that you can, you know, not only relate with, but can take some of this information back and apply it to your own life. That's, That's the whole idea, right? So what I have for you today is I want to talk about types of advice that I hate and what I recommend instead. And honestly, this is one of the things that it's kind of a pet peeve of mine and a big reason why I started doing this kind of work in general as far as coaching and wellness and personal development and and all these things. Because I get to a point where I see some of the advice floating around out there and it just hurts my heart because this advice is, I mean, in some cases it's dangerous, you know, in, in the worst situations. Sometimes it just is really going to steer people in the wrong direction or it's just misleading. It's predatory from a sales perspective. There's just all these things that just really don't sit right with me. And so today what I want to talk about are four types of advice to kind of watch out for, just to be aware of, and what you can do when you come across these kinds of advice. So the first one that I want to talk about is all or nothing kind of advice. And what I mean by that is, and you'll see this in a lot of things too, not just in, uh, you know, personal development, wellness, things like that. You'll see it a lot in, you know, like politics and things too. And so it's just something that's good to be kind of aware of in general. But what I really mean by all or nothing is, Let's use a wellness example. You have to only eat a plant-based diet or you can never drink alcohol or you, you know, it's these extremes where, you know, let's say that you have a really benign, a really simple kind of innocent wellness goal, right? You want to be more active. Okay. You want to eat better. Okay. But then as you're kind of doing your research and you're trying to figure out what this looks like for you, you come across influencers who may or may not have any kind of credential or education or legit experience. And, you know, you never know for sure, right? When you're, especially when you're just kind of browsing and, you know, not diving too deep. But one of the key things that I think you can look for is when people are saying you have to do this or you can never do that. Anytime that you see something like that, I would really just dismiss everything they say and find someone else to go listen to. That's what I would recommend. And if, you know, you hear this from somebody who you think is credible and you're like, well, I don't know, that really seems a little bit extreme to just kind of dismiss everything that they're saying, then maybe just put them on the back burner and do a little bit of like opposition research. So, 
one of the, the things about YouTube that I actually really like is that you'll find people who will have a whole channel that's based around responding to some of the kinds of information that are out there. And I think anytime you can get sort of this opposing view and get some perspective on, you know, hey, this is a really good point because of this. I think the way that they phrased it is a little bit extreme, but it's good guidance. That's good for you to know. But in reality, what I really kind of want you all to walk away with is to keep digging until you find someone who says it depends. Now, I understand that it depends is one of the most frustrating responses to get to a question of should you, shouldn't you, you know, all these things. The reason why it depends is so important to look out for is because it's taking into account that your situation is not necessarily going to look like the next person's situation, that you have your own set of circumstances that really play into Uh, what's going to work for you and what's not. And that can be as simple as they need to know what you've tried before. They need to know what kind of health conditions you have. They need to know if it's something that you even enjoy because things have to be enjoyable for them to be sustainable to a certain extent, right? So anytime you hear something that's really definitive, that's not like, oh, it depends, just take it with a grain of salt and look for some additional information to kind of back up what or debunk what might be said that you're hearing. So that's tip number one. Just really be wary and or avoid entirely the all or nothing. And I say avoid entirely, and that's a very (laughs) all or nothing thing for me to say. But hopefully you understand where I'm coming from. Just really try and get a, a better sense of what other kinds of information is out there. The second one is to... The, the type of advice that I really kind of hate is the stuff that's really vague. And what I mean by this is, and you're going to see this all over the place, is, oh, if you want to reduce your risk of heart disease, for example, you're going to get things like reduce your stress, exercise, eat a healthy diet, get good sleep, all these things. And it's like, okay, cool how do I do that? How do I prioritize those things? How do I know which one is really what I need? And so this vague advice that you're going to hear from pretty much any random generic source is just really not helpful advice. And so what I recommend is when you come across, let's say, an article, a blog, a YouTube video, you know, whatever it is that you are, um, wherever you're getting this information, What I recommend is looking to see if in like any show notes or within the article or whatever that there are links to more information. And sometimes you're going to see this and sometimes not. But usually when you see links to more information, what that means is that you are going to get more specific on the one particular thing. The other thing that you can do when you get this vague advice is to really kind of think to yourself, okay. What can I handle in my life right now? What can I not right this second? And where do I want to go from there? And so what I mean by this is if you come across this vague information of, hey, you need to eat healthy, exercise, reduce your stress, and get plenty of sleep, it's like, okay, well, maybe you're a brand new parent and sleep is really not in the realm of possibility for you right now, at least not with any sort of consistent schedule. But 
Maybe your diet is something that you can handle, or maybe the kind of exercise that you get is something that you can handle. And so at that point, what you can do is say, okay, so of these things that this article recommends, I know that X is one that is within the realm of possibility for me. And then you dig a little bit deeper into that. Now, I don't really know that that helps much because it's still kind of vague, right? Because it depends what do you need? What What's your goal? What are some of the barriers you're trying to overcome? What are you facing? All these things. And so just something to keep in mind is that when all you're getting is vague or generic information, really kind of do some of that self-awareness work and think about what your needs are right now and what's sustainable. And when you think about what's sustainable, reduce it by half. Because we have just this tendency to overestimate what we can handle and what we're capable of. And maybe we are, right? But if you're not and you don't cut it in half, then there's a chance that you're kind of getting in your own way, right? You are setting yourself up for something that maybe not that is maybe not sustainable for you. And you know, two weeks down the road, you give up entirely because you couldn't achieve this one thing because you you came out too strong. And so if you're talking about like exercise, for example, and you say, okay, I think this is something that I can work on in my life. I have some control over this and that's cool. And you say, oh, I'm going to do this five days a week. Best of intentions, right? But five days a week, if it's not something that you're already doing to some extent is kind of a lot. And so instead of five days a week, you can say, I'm going to do this two to three days a week. That's going to be my goal. And then as you get comfortable with that, then you start to increase it. And that's what I mean by this vague information, this vague advice is really frustrating because there's those kinds of nuances for just about everything. And the route that you take is really going to depend because it depends on a lot of factors in your life. And trying to do too many of those things at once can kind of put you into paralysis. So try and avoid the the vague laundry list of things that you're supposed to be doing and really try and narrow in on something that's really specific to an area where you think you either need the most help or where you feel the most confident in making changes. So the third type of advice that I really kind of hate and is really frustrating to me, and this kind of goes along with vague too, is information overload, where you have to do all the things. Now, what's different between this overload advice and vague advice is that with overload, we've narrowed in on the one thing. So we're not talking about, you know, sleep, exercise, stress management, healthy diet, all the things. We're talking about one of those things, but we're talking about all of the intricacies of that one thing, and you have to do all of them in order for it to work. So an example of this is, let's use sleep as an example. You really want to get better quality sleep. You want to improve the quality, how much you're sleeping so that you have more energy and all that. Well, if you look up sleep hygiene, you're going to get a lot of tips for things that you should do. And some of those are going to be doable for you and some of them maybe not. Now, let's 
kind of break down just a few items that you are probably going to see when you look up sleep hygiene and how to improve your sleep. You're going to see things like room temperature, making sure that your room is a comfortable temperature, usually on the cooler side. Uh, They'll talk about blue light, so reducing your screen time half an hour to an hour before you go to bed, and you know, being mindful of the lights that you have in your house because some of like the, the daylight lights, I believe, have like that blue light in them. And so when you have a lot of exposure to these blue lights, your body is not kind of kicking in with the, the mel- melatonin production that it's supposed to be and it can hinder your ability to get to sleep or, and stay asleep. So you have those two things. You also have don't exercise two hours before bed, or at least not anything high intensity, or make sure your room is completely dark when you're trying to sleep, and so forth. There's other things, but those are some things that you're going to see a lot of when it comes to sleep. Oh, and a regular routine every single day, that's another one that you'll see. And so if you know that this is something that you have been struggling with for a long time, and all of a sudden the advice that you're getting is, hey, change all of these things to improve your sleep. I don't know about you, but for me, I kind of go into that information overload and I call it kind of hitting a wall. And I just, when I'm that overwhelmed where there's just too much to take in, too much to change, I do nothing. And that's really kind of counterproductive too. Now, if this is something that you've been working on for a while and you're more comfortable incorporating some of these changes, then that might be different for you. Um, But I do recommend trying not to get too far into the weeds with this. And, you know, something that my ex-husband used to say all the time that I really appreciated was learn the trade before the tricks. And so whenever you're, you know, diving into, you know, sleep or exercise or all of these things, make sure that you're mastering the basics first before you're trying all of the tricks to do better. Because you really want to make sure that you have that solid foundation. And it's hard to get that solid foundation if you are trying to incorporate all the things. Okay, so that was type of advice number three, that information overload. The last thing that really frustrates me and that I hate and that I I recommend you (laughs) approach with caution is the kind of advice where you have to buy something. The advice that goes along with this sort of thing can sometimes be really good advice, right? Where there some of the things that, you know, this this promotion, this advertisement essentially is really kind of helpful. It's, you know, to some extent called content marketing. It's very common and there's nothing really wrong with it until you get to a point where within this this pitch, you're hearing in order to do this, you have to buy this supplement, or this is the only thing that is going to work, or you have to buy this piece of equipment, or you have to buy this mattress topper, or whatever the case may be. At which point, anytime I hear something like that, my first thought is, you're only trying to sell me on something, so how much of this is actually going to work? How much of this is actually going to benefit me? And this isn't limited to like wellness or personal development even. I've seen this in all kinds of corporate world scenarios. And it's just really frustrating because especially when you are trying to get information for how to do something or, 
you know, how to approach something and you're relying on some of the data that's coming from this source, as soon as I get to that sales pitch where I have to buy something in order to achieve what it is I'm trying to achieve, I automatically dismiss it and I go looking for something else. Because sometimes you do need to buy things, right? Sometimes there are just things that if you're going to achieve what you want to achieve, you have to invest a little bit. But it's the difference between, hey, if you want to really get into running and improve your running skills, you should really invest in quality running shoes versus, hey, if you want to improve your running skills and become this really great runner, you have to buy this specific pair of shoes and no other pair of shoes will do. So that's really the difference in, uh, you know, this advice that comes with, hey, you have to buy something. Now, one of the areas where I will say that I, I think even a generic invest in XYZ is supplements. Because by and large, unless, you know, under the guidance of a provider, you know, your primary care physician, a registered dietitian, or whoever, unless they say it's something that is really necessary for you, it's probably not necessary. And again, it kind of goes back to putting the trade before the tricks. You really want to master the basics. And I can promise you that if you are trying to do something like lose weight, eat a healthier diet just so that you feel better, have more energy, supplements are not going to be your first line of attack. So that's something to keep in mind. It gets a little sticky with things like this because, you know, at this point, we're diving into nuances and it goes back to it depends on, you know, what what your situation is, what your goals are for, you know, which things you should look out for. Because what you're looking out for when looking for nutrition advice is going to be a little bit different from what to look out for when you are, you know, trying to improve your sleep hygiene. But these types of advice in general are just the kinds that are really my pet peeve that I really have a hard time standing behind because I just don't think they're all that helpful. And one of the things that you're going to understand and learn about me is that I really like giving people questions to ask themselves versus giving them advice. So there you have it. Those are the four types of advice that I hate and what I recommend instead. So just to sum it up, we've got first type of advice, the all or nothing, you have to do these certain things, it's a little bit extreme. You have the vague advice that, you know, it's kind of the top tier um, generic, hey, do the master these four things, you know, the exercise, eat healthy, sleep hygiene, stress management sort of stuff. The third one is the information overload. So once you do kind of narrow in on one specific thing, like exercise, for example, do all the things and, and master it that way. And then the fourth one is when you have to buy something and you have to buy something specific or you're not going to achieve your goals or it's not going to work or whatever the case may be. So there you have it. I hope this has been helpful for you as you're kind of noodling on this a little bit and seeing, you know, how it comes up in your own life. If there are areas that you want me to dive deeper into or you have questions about any of this or things that you want to just see if I can address for you, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram. You'll find me at sa.brina.brina. 
And you can also check out my website at sabrinabrina.com. And just let me know what would be helpful for you because we are just getting started. There's a lot of things I want to share with you, but I also want to make sure that what I'm sharing is information that's really going to help you achieve your goals and really bring out that inner badass in you. So with that in mind, have a wonderful day and I will catch up with you next time. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you got any aha moments out of today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram. Tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A.B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Now, go kick some ass, and I'll catch up with you next time. Make it a good day.